Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 5 of the Football Focus SG podcast with myself Faiz and today we have a guest that's back in demand, Mr. JB. Mr. JB, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good as well, but how's football been for you so far this week? Oh, it's been it's been very interesting. A lot of sleepless nights, uh, thanks to Euros. Yeah, um, yeah, and the recent, uh, you know, Singapore uh, World Cup qualifier. Yeah. Yep. So definitely, if I can say it in one word, it's sleepy. Yeah. Okay. For me. Okay. All right. Um, sadly, Harun Azianafi is not able to join us for this podcast for this episode alone because he's currently um opening up new projects and doing some businesses of his own and you know do check it out on his instagram g football for any updates from him but he will be back hopefully in the next episode but in the meantime we have our also expert analysis mr jb here so you did say um singapore qualifier as uh, sleepy you said yep that's right okay so um we never really get to talk to, uh, to you about Singapore's qualifying match. So now you have seen yeah. all three with um, 4-0 loss to Palestine, 5-0 loss to Uzbekistan, 3-0 loss to Saudi. What do you think has happened to Singapore football in these three games? Like, were you actually expecting that result to happen or were you actually expecting a few points we can actually grab? Share with us, like, what exactly were your thoughts about Singapore football? Really? Well, definitely, because um, I think we did very well uh, before the whole COVID thingy hits us last year. Yeah. I think we played um, our last international game, I think, back in 2019. And um, honestly speaking, we were riding pretty high uh, over a good string of games uh, to be able to get some points. Uh, particularly at home at the Jalan Besar Stadium. Um, so going into this World Cup qualifiers, yes, yeah. I do have some um, pretty high expectation for the Lions. Um, yeah. Basically wanting them to get at least four points out of a possible nine. Yeah, I believe that was what the coach says, Tatsuma, right? He said four points out of the possible nine is achievable. Now I did yeah, ask yeah. I did ask this to Harun Azri in I believe episode one or two. Right. Um that do you think that the points were is it reasonable or is it just realistic or is it just you know not trying to pressure the players that you know, okay, we understand mm-hmm. this is a tough fixture that four points is achievable. But after what we see, of course, it doesn't happen, but but what do you think about that? I would say, I would say it's pretty ambitious. But I mean, I'm not the one doing the coaching and the managing. So probably yeah. the manager, you know, is trying to probably, you know, build the player's confidence. And I think he knows what goes down in the pitch uh, based on his player's capability. So I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, our football needs to improve. So... Yeah. That's why I think it's 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 good to set such standards, even if we think that we cannot achieve it. Because if you look at Leicester when they won the Premier League, nobody yeah. would have thought they would have won. You know, I, I I'm not sure if if uh, if uh, Claudio Ranieri uh, 
ever tell them that okay our objective this season is to win the trophy yeah i don't yeah. think so but yeah but it's good to set such standards so i think coach tatsuma i think he probably know his players well and i i i think he believe in his uh, system as well um through his managerial experiences and like i said because we are we have been riding pretty high from our last few international games in 2019 so i think that's why he sets it up like that yeah but the problem slowly starts to creep in when i mean firstly we are playing on foreign soil yeah um, so there's no chance of the you know home advantage they call it or the jalan yeah. besar artificial grass advantage anymore um so yeah so that one is probably the tough one and i think the more tougher one is when Uh, when we find out that our striker Iksan Fandi is injured yep. and is unable to join the team, and then uh, further bad news with uh, Haris Harun and uh, probably who's the who's the other guy? Safwan. I believe Safwan Barudin as well. Ah yes, 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 and of course yes, Safwan Barudin. So you can see we are losing, you know, three of our key players. I would say in each. Role is very important. One in defense, one in midfield, and one in striker. And Iksan has been in tremendous form. He's he's the one scoring most of the goals for us. So I think after all this, you know, sort of injury and bad luck happen, I think um, it doesn't look so good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So going back again to basically what you said that you had high hopes, you had a bit of a faith. To the players in Singapore right now, when you first see the squad selection and the lineups of our squad, were you actually convinced that we can actually get four points by that squad selection? Well, there were some strange choices. I wouldn't want to say who lah, but mm-hmm. I mean there were some choices that you know that is quite. Uh, I won't say strange, but it's 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 just odd, you know, okay. like. When you compare to some of the other players who's probably had more game time, because if I recall correctly, I, I think after the first or second game, uh, I think Yase Hanapi is the one who made an interview saying that uh, part of the contribution to them not playing so well is you know probably because of the lack of game time given mm. to some of these players in our actual league. So yeah, so I think uh, that in itself does contribute because play time is important. Yeah. Match fitness is another problem, and but game time is very very important because you need to keep active, you need to be in the game, you know, for you to you know really improve yourself. So, yeah. All right. Um. Okay. We we can understand that. The, um, getting into match fitness and all, it's yeah. important, of course. You know, getting more play time. You'll be building yourself to the prime of your career, you know. Especially for most of the players on the squad, are uh, relatively, right. I believe, what Harun as you said, uh, about late twenties. So they should be hitting at their prime in in a way, you know, in their at the stage of the career. So, do you think because of the lack of competitiveness in the league, actually? Kind of brings their playtime a little bit less of a priority. You know, you know what I mean. It's kind of like yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, they only have like um basically a few tournaments that they can play, of course, 
right. SPL is one of it. But right. other than that, like we don't see much motivation from the players. Like, yeah, this is why I want to stay in this club for. This is why I want to play in this league for. It is not a league that even Singaporeans may feel like, yeah, this is a league that I want to play. I believe that I'm sure if if you ask me, um, if a Singapore Singaporean player getting offered to go abroad, let's say Thailand league, we already yeah. have some players there, and I'm sure they will go right because I think yeah, yeah, the sure. opportunity is yeah. just kind of more. So, do you think that the league of what we have now is not giving enough opportunity to all the players that are currently playing right? Probably, probably so. Um, there's also been talks about the under 23 rule that the SPL has, yeah. um, which also contributes to the part where players are not getting enough game time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think you. I mean, just to just to just to make sure that the improvement is there, I think they really need to look at this under 23 rule and probably yes, you know, the whole tournament setup and everything else. Uh, to see how we can help and fit in enough game times for at least you know some of these players because uh, as you mentioned yes uh, playing overseas like other southeast asian leagues and all is pretty interesting but again it doesn't guarantee you game time uh, like this um, one mabud for example i read yeah. somewhere saying that uh, he he was in the bench he wasn't the main goalkeeper for for the thailand club that he's playing Um, yeah, for I mean, it could be good or bad, so, especially because yep. I mean, knowing yeah, yeah, that Singapore sure. players is going to be even more harder for them to excel in other leagues or countries because yep. of the state yep. of our league. That's right, and I think, and I think I feel like it's good for them to go overseas because uh, it helps them yeah. uh, to improve, you know, to see the league, you know, in a different angle, and hopefully come back uh, better in that sense. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, after looking back in all this now, four nil to Palestine, five nil to Uzbek, three nil to Saudi. The one thing that I noticed about within all these three is that they once they start to concede, they concede again in the next five ten minutes, <laughs> and I'm not too sure why. But from your perspective of you seeing all these three matches so far. Where do you think we should go from? How do you think Tatsuma is going to try to galvanize this Singapore team now? Is it the selection? Is it the tactics? Is it the play? What What do we need to do to ensure that Singapore well, can be at least not say top yeah. in Southeast Asia, but be more right. competitive again in a way? Yeah, right, right. I mean, historically speaking, when you look at the golden years of Singapore football. We have proven time and again that we can put yeah. ourselves on the Southeast Asian map as one of the best Southeast Asian footballing, you know, countries around. So, yeah. but looking at the three matches, right? Uh, let's see. I'm I'm not too sure where to start, but I think most importantly is confidence. I'm not sure what the instructions were, but I think confidence and motivation is key in a game. We've seen so many times. Uh, In football, especially the club that I support, Manchester United, especially last season, where every time an opponent score first, we will win the game mm. in the league. 
Is that, for some is that, reason, is that the same the for so-called... Singapore case here, where the opponent score yeah, so, is just yeah, so they find it harder yeah, so for them to get this... back in the game? Yeah, so what happened in these three matches was, um, after the first goal was conceded, they were pretty low in morale for some reason. They were lacking some confidence to go forward, you know, especially after the first goal. And that's when, you know... Yeah, but some people were saying that they're just sure. lacking it, of it, creativity. They're lacking of a play. Like, not many people actually probably, know what they're trying probably. to do. Yeah, probably, probably. Which is why I'm not too sure on Tatsuma's uh, game plan or you know, match tactical, but it seems like, you know... Uh, if I recall correctly, the first game, they're trying to throw in long balls, yeah. uh, crosses, you know, across the flanks and all these things. But due to the, I guess, the size, the physicality is also isn't there from yeah. our side and um, fitness as well. Because uh, if you look at all three matches, the opposition players were running up and down the field without breaking a sweat pretty much. Yeah. And our players, yes, uh, I agree. We do run the wall pretty well, especially in the last game. Credit to Tatsuma for that. Uh, yeah, for I would say a lot game. of improvement definitely against Saudi, uh, except for the last yeah, 10 yeah, minutes sure. where it was a collapse. Yes, but the whole sure. 80 minutes, for sure. they managed to absorb that pressure, the, the attacks that Saudi have over and over. They did that really That's well. Right. But again, That's right. That's right. it's just a similar story to the other two matches. Once they concede one, everything just crumbled. Everything just collapsed. It seems like no one can get any composure again or control the match once they concede. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so do you so think maybe think... because like leadership of Haris Harun is the biggest impact in this or is it because there's no other players that can be that kind or is it just Tatsuma tried to play very defensive that you can't give anything outside? Yeah, I think, I think what you mentioned is, is spot on. I think um, Haris Harun leadership is, you know, sadly missing pretty badly out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, Yasir, he, he, he was the captain. Yeah, he uh, was the, the captain. first two games, I think. Yeah, and I think the third game as well, I don't really recall. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, players' leadership is key, you know. So, I'm not too sure how much of these last-minute changes will affect. But, yeah, definitely we are missing some form of leader, like, probably in the form of Harris or probably even Safwan even hmm. uh, to control the the defense, especially to control the, the you know, the nerves, you know, to yeah. keep calm because especially in football, I mean, we've seen so many comebacks, you know, three goals in two minutes and everything like that. That's it true. has happened before. It's not anything new. Um, but yes, I, I believe the opposition also plays a part. Uh, our group for Singapore, to be fair, it's not an easy one compared to our neighbours, Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. Who's having, uh, who's <laughs> yeah, having that... a, a pretty easy group. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't say easy, but a pretty, you know, much uh, much more, uh, you know, less tough, you know, less less <laughs> difficult compared to our group, which is mostly, you know, Middle Eastern yeah. powerhouse, especially Saudi. So, yeah, so I believe the leadership is lacking, but at the same time, probably our tactics can be a little better, but at the same time, you know, there's so many factors, you know, COVID, you know, the team didn't get to play together yeah. for so, quite a while. So like, you, which means there's a yeah. lot of work needed to be done. For... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot of work to be done, which is, you know, always good because, yeah, I, I believe we can improve. All right. Okay. So, well, um, moving on, putting locals aside and again, uh, a disappointing end to the World Cup qualifying run. Um, although the fact that Singapore is not last in the group. 
that's very surprising. But however, we uh, those kind of results we don't we don't normally like to see all the time, right? <laughs> well, but moving yeah, on definitely. to Euros, so far he has been a pretty much hectic game one of all Euros as of recording today. Today will be Group F matches, which is coming up. Uh, but we did witness from Group A to Group E. Uh, which is the last group of Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. That was the last group. So far, out of the, all the game week one, how how are you feeling after watching all those matches in Euros? Like how how has it? Well, been? I think I think it has been it has been good. <laughs> some of the results are pretty straightforward. If you recall yeah. our last episode that we did, yeah. But some of it is really really surprising. Like really yeah. really surprising. Some of it. So. Yep, I mean it's all good. I'm 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 enjoying myself, especially, um, especially last uh, last last night's uh, game between uh, Scotland and uh, Czech Republic. Czech. That was a I good game. That, game. that was a good game. Actually. That was that was a very good game. It's it's end to end stuff. Yeah. Both giving their all. I think yeah. that game is. I feel like Scotland know, is a little bit in the hard end at the end because they did really throw everything in front, but they just not clinical. And what a goal yep. by Patrick Schick. Oh, that one, yeah. Easily, you know, goal of the tournament unless... Goal of the tournament, you're someone... calling it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm calling it, you know, unless someone, unless Lukaku scores a bicycle kick <laughs> or something like that, then, you know... Yeah, maybe then, he, might, that, he might do that in again. the final, yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to go through pass. game, uh, not game by game, but I would say group by group, just have a bit of a brief... Um, yeah. Uh, go through over of each individual groups and let me know what, what you think so far, right? So Group A, sure. especially the first game, Italy against Turkey, which is very highly anticipated because it's not only just the first game, but it's the Italy team that everyone talks about of being undefeated for since 2018 and they've been keeping clean sheets for nine straight matches against, yep. Italy, against Turkey, who is actually have a lot of decent good players that are playing across Europe and were you actually surprised by the 3-0 of Turkey uh, uh, losing the, to Italy the the scoreline probably yes but um scoreline yeah. may flatter them I, a little bit yeah 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 I, I believe Turkey could have done better or should have done better you know I mean yeah I'm not sure probably the nerves of the opening match you know everyone's watching that kind of thing, but I think it's a pretty straightforward Italy, you know, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you did predict that Italy is going to finish top of the group. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you and did think Wales like, might be second. You say Turkey might be third, I believe. Yep, yep, that's right, that's right. I have faith in Wales, but um, looking at the opening match against the Swiss, um, they don't look that convincing, so I really do, hope Do you think Wales should have won that? Do you think Wales should have won? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I think I think if you look at just quality wise, I think Wales have more quality uh, in terms of players and everything else. So, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, they should be more disappointed for not getting three points. All right. Well, uh, moving on to Group B that we're gonna try to look on. Of course, pretty much one of the event that has happened and definitely the most talk about in the most in pretty much all of the Euros from now till the end. And that was the first match of Group B between Denmark and Finland. And what has happened to Christian Eriksen, 
it is probably the most distressing situation that we have seen. And again, this is something that it's, it's not happened before. Does it happen frequently? It, ha- it has happened before, but it doesn't happen frequently. But we don't really like to see this kind of things happen to anyone, right? So yeah, share, with, share with it's, us it's, your it's thoughts when you were watching that. What was going through your mind at that point of time? Just share with us your thoughts. When the moment you see Christian Eriksen collapse at the 41st minute and CPR having to be taken place and on that field itself, um, of course, credits given to Anthony Taylor. I know he's not really likable referee in EPL, but he made the call for the medic very quickly. Um, credits as well to the captain of Denmark, Simon Kier. Uh, who actually managed to make Christian Eriksen not swallow his tongue, put him in a recovery position, and tries to console his wife, who was on the pitch crying when that happened. And the camera, unfortunately, have to show that you know, in the crowd and all. So, again, yeah, so sorry to, to take a bit of your time, but share with yeah. us your thoughts that from everything, from top to bottom, what the he- exactly happened how do you feel and what should have happened well firstly it's unfortunate for uh, Ericsson I mean um, again nobody wants that to happen to anybody you know yeah but but there's a thing about the sport right there's always risks and um, health concerns and everything else yeah um, so yeah so 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 when the whole thing happened of course it was it was very shocking it was very dis- uh, dis- distressing and it's strange because um, I think if it's the EPL, they would they would probably have shown the camera elsewhere. Yeah, but for normally, some reason, for Euro, that. they actually they actually zoomed in all the way to the other side of the pitch where he where he where he collapsed and yeah. yeah, so we get to see the whole the whole thing yeah uh, unfold and, and and of course it gets very very worrying when you see the player starts to you know calling for the medics and everything else and they start to surround him and you know we get to see the CPR and everything being done so. Yeah, that is very, very worrying, very, very depressing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, credit to the referee, you know, but at the same time, credit to the medical staff as well. And of course, like I mentioned, Denmark's captain and I think Kasper Schmeichel also seen trying to, trying to console the wife at the same time, yeah. you know, yeah, rally the teammates together, you know, to form a nice little circle around Ericsson so that, you know, the TV don't get a full view of what is going on. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think, the whole thing is being conducted very well, very, very professional. And yeah, thankfully we got the update that he's okay, he's fine. Um, yeah. Ericsson right now, so let's hope he, he recovers well. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I, I mean, kudos to the medical team, you know, because uh, we've seen before in past cases, sometimes, you know, in this kind of situation, every second counts, every minute counts. Yes. So I think the medic team who decide to do it right there and there without waiting is spot on, you know, it's something very brave. For them to do However, there was a statement you know, that came out that the statement by the source of Sky Sport itself says that Christian Eriksen was gone, quote unquote, gone. In a way, he did suffer a heart attack. He was gone for a few minutes before he was being wow. resuscitated. So, wow. with that being said, that yeah, like what you say is true. I think timing is everything. The fact that luckily there were players very near him, around him, to actually do something about yeah, it. Yeah. Luckily, sure, they are very sure. proactive and all. But do you feel that 
um, now the controversial part. The match was abandoned for a good yep. hour, I would say, an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, there was um, a news a statement that came out by UEFA that both Finland and Denmark player agreed to resume the match within a few hours over what Ericsson has happened. Now, of course, yes, I'm not going to say that that is the main reason why Denmark lost to Finland because it is unfair as well to Finland because, you know, it's, to be fair, like, Denmark did have a chance. They did miss a penalty at, at the second half. They did have a chance to actually draw, get something out of that game. But do you feel that that decision made by UEFA is right or not to make Denmark players uh, join back as per what they claim that both Denmark and Finland player agrees to do and they all decided to do do you or do you feel that it should have been postponed to another day well for me personally if you ask me I think it it, it really depends. Uh, but looking at Ericsson the other time, I think the players uh, are... Sorry, can't, can't hear you. I have to be a bit louder. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry can I adjust? Is it better now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, sorry about that. Uh, so, I was saying, yeah. I, I think it, it really depends on the situation. Uh, based on Ericsson's uh, case, I think uh, the players look really, really, really distraught. Yeah. Uh, they don't seem to be focused anymore you know because it's obvious their concern is their friends uh, health yeah right yeah um so yeah but at the same time i think uh, due to scheduling uh, conflicts and etc i think uefa probably also have their hands tied down of course uh, you know it's easy to say oh you know you can just shift you know the schedule yeah. and you know let them play one more game you know etc but right. yeah, if you shift one you gotta shift everything <laughs> Yeah, logistic wise and ticketing wise and all these things, I think you know, will play a part as well. So yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if it's the best decision to make, you know, that that caused them the loss or anything like that. But for me, as a professional sportsman, uh, with all these risks, I think uh, yes, sometimes the inevit- the inevitable happen. Yeah. But you, as a sportsman, as an athlete, uh, you have to be you know, uh, be mentally prepared for such yeah. things and uh, I believe uh, if you look at other sports like F1, MotoGP you know there will be even you know fatality occurring you know recently I think MotoGP3 if I recall correctly yeah, um, yeah a, a rider actually you know crashed and you know he didn't make it yeah but, uh, yeah but they still continue with the, with the race proper and everything else so yeah so I believe you know with, with all sports you know there's always risks and you know yeah, it's just unfortunate that you know uh, it happened to Ericsson and Denmark have to have to, have to play with that kind of mindset. But yeah, yeah, but I think they did they did well. I mean, even though even though they lost, but they managed to continue and uh, you know hold themselves together. So and of course, the good news, Ericsson's okay. So hopefully, they will show up in the coming games. All right. Well, um, yeah. Of course, we have to mention about Kristen Ericsson's situation because it is. It's something that as much as we don't like to talk about because especially it is not something nice or good to talk about, you know, it's something that yeah. is quite a devastating, you know, to, to feel. But at the same time, we can't avoid the fact that 
we are all concerned. We are all football fans. We all love our sport and we will love to have our, all of our players that we know, be whether known or not known, to be protected at all costs in, in this sport, you know? Definitely, definitely. And yeah, kudos to the medical team. We need yeah. more of such medical equipment and stuff, yeah. Moving on to the next match, which has just happened, um, of course, consecutively together with Denmark and Finland match. Uh, Belgium winning Russia 3-0, not a surprise there by everyone, I believe. Uh, not a surprise. I not mean, a surprise at all. Lukaku's, I mean, Lukaku is, is really uh, in, 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 in hot form right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, I yeah, think he's no definitely way. gonna snag the golden boot with this rate. <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 no way you know any any of the uh, any of the European nation in that same group, I foresee that can ever stop Belgium at this rate. Yeah. Yeah, but in the group C, meanwhile, I mean, yes, while Netherlands did win Ukraine in a five-goal thriller, three-two, all in second half, um, yeah. they're currently second because Austria is first after winning North Macedonia three-one. Um, are you still confident that um, Ukraine will be out and Austria and Netherlands have to go through? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very confident on that. Um, Netherlands will definitely be the dark horse. Uh, yeah, your favorite. That match was entertaining. Yeah, and you know, I supported them. But yeah, I mean, you know, there you go. I mean, this is football in its finest form. Um, Netherlands so far, I think... They did pretty well in that game, you know, to score and then, you know, yeah, to concede and then score again, to concede and score again. So, <laughs> yeah, so I believe, you know, they are in the right frame of mind, right shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the age that they got. So, yeah, I'm going to stick to my gut. Yeah, Austria and Netherlands will right. still go through, yeah. All right. And at the Group D, well, uh, what we watched uh, pretty much two days ago and yesterday, one of the match. Of course, we did mention earlier, Czech Republic winning 2-0 over Scotland. We did mention that earlier. But what about England and Croatia? Their 1 0 victory thanks to Raheem Sterling. Wow, and thank you. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know where to start, but uh, do you fancy that game England? is really disappointing. Yeah, that, that, that game, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, in, you know, if I'm being honest, England should be disappointed with themselves because really, they, yeah, really, really, they should because, I mean, you could have, they could have, you know. Killed the game so many times. Could have scored two, three goals. Yeah. Yes, three points. Kudos to them. I mean, statistically speaking, uh, they have not won an opening ever in any European tournament. This is the first yeah, one. Yeah, and they got the revenge so, on Croatia, the team that eliminates them in the World Cup. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I believe Croatia team is very, very poor, you know, in that first game. Uh, yes, they have, you know, World Cup winner. I mean, you know, they have, you know, all kinds of quality players there they have uh, some senior players there as well but if you look at Croatia's style of play the youths and the seniors just doesn't seem to gel so well you yeah know, uh, I recall uh, Ivan Perisic I think yeah and he gave one cross I think late in the second half you know trying to trying to trying to get back some you know try, I mean at, at one nail the game is open but surprisingly when he gave a nice cross in the box there's nobody there yeah. There's no one in the in the Croatian player within the box to even make a chase and run for it. So it shows a lot. I think Croatia is in deep, deep trouble at the moment. England, mm-hmm. on the other hand, I think um, the lineup is also pretty questionable. Uh, <laughs> right. But but, yeah, but what about Kelvin Phillips? Everyone was mentioning about Kelvin Phillips' debut tournament. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I believe I believe he's good. He's good. Yeah. 
he's 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 definitely gonna give Henderson, you know, a run for his money. Definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, I believe he's he's there. He's there to stay. Um, he's solid. You know, he really controlled the middle of the park very very well. Yeah. Um, his tackles, you know, and everything, his passes, and I believe uh, the the goal to Ryan Sterling, I think, was his assist. Uh, yeah, he was his assist. So yeah. Yep, so I believe he is, you know, the player to watch for England, surprisingly, you know, yeah. despite all the names that you have for English football. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing about Euros, right? Like, we can think of all the names of the players, but the players that will step up to the occasion will be the players that doesn't mention at all. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, like, here's a fun fact as well. Um, I believe uh, Kelvin Phillips did, like what you said, um, gave the assist to Ryan Sterling. Do you know that he yeah. was actually the first... Leeds player to assist a goal in England since the 70s. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Stats. So he has been pretty much close to 50 years now or about 50 years that uh, any Leeds player has actually played at the highest level and actually contributing to a major tournament. So... Trust me, looking at... Yeah. Yeah. Also, not to mention, uh, you did call it your young prodigy meant to watch Josco Guardiola, I believe that's how Guardiola, you pronounce. yeah. Yeah, and he did play yeah, yeah, for Guardiola, Croatia, yeah. so he did play against England. What would you rate his performance then? I think he did okay. I think he did okay. I mean, he is a left back, so I think he did all right yeah. uh, to take care of the flanks because, uh, yeah, I don't think England attacks so much on the flanks, more on the pace, so... I think it did decent, decent, but um, yeah, we still Could be better. Yeah, uh, we still have two more games to to see. All right, then um, moving on to Group E, the final group before the Group e, uh, Group F are playing tonight. As per this recording, um, I would say among all, Group E is the most surprising. If you look at the table, Slovakia is first, with winning two one over Poland and Spain and Sweden having a ball nil nil draw. What do you think about that group so far? And to be fair, well, I must say, to be fair, all three of us, me, you, and Harun Azri, put Slovakia as last in a in that group. And I'm not sure. I, I think you might put Slovakia last or Poland last. I or Sweden might be last. I can't remember. But um, but Slovakia is never gonna be the top two. But with them winning Poland now, do you think they might have a chance here? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I think you know they might be the surprise of this Euro tournament, who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Spain and Sweden, Bordro, uh, yep, pretty disappointed, you know, Morata mm-hmm. and all those big names, Rodri uh, for Spain, you know, unable to go through. But I believe Lindlof had a pretty decent game for Sweden, so credit yeah. to that, and also the yeah. goalkeeper. That's a good shout-out. Uh, yeah. I believe, uh, yeah, Robin, Robin Olsen, I think Robin the Olsen, yeah. yeah. Who was on loan yeah, in Everton. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think he did a pretty... Decent game, pretty solid game. Credit to Sweden for that, and of course uh, Slovakia and Poland. Well, you know this game is also pretty open, pretty back and forth. Yeah, until uh, the red card, and then Slovakia had a man advantage. That's right. That's for right. The second goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much because, I mean Poland. Yeah, I mean Poland have a have a pretty fair share. You know, to be to be fair to them, they have like thirteen shots in the entire yeah. game, but yeah. only but Lewandowski five, was only pretty scored. silent, pretty much the game. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, I believe the red card changed the game. So, 
And I believe Chesney will be filling that one because <laughs> yeah, he did fumble into an own goal, unfortunately. Right. And I think Aaron so... Azri did call it. I think Aaron Azri did say <laughs> that the Polish goalkeeper is gonna do like what Yuzan Mabu did. And yeah, right. <laughs> not saying that Yuzan Mabu did concede an own goal, but what he meant is like a goalkeeping error or an average performance by the goalkeeper to concede and kind of contribute to their loss. So I think that's pretty much what he meant. <laughs> No, no disrespect, of course, to our own local players. Of course, we do love and support, but but he did call it. He called Chesney to do something <laughs> bad in the Euros, and he did it. The pretty much the wow. first goalkeeper to score an own goal in opening group stage. So yeah, um, yeah, sure. of course, to end pretty much this video. Of course, I do like to ask you, Mister JB. Tonight we have France against Germany, Hungary against yeah. Portugal. Just give us uh-huh. a quick thought: who's gonna win? Oh, clear cut. Hungry Portugal. Oh, I'm going to see Portugal in this one winning easy. Winning uh, easy, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna win it easy, man. I mean, the fact that Ronaldo actually pushed away the cook uh, <laughs> just to, you know, just to show plain water, shows how focused he is and yep. uh, what a role model he is. So, yeah, I mean, definitely Portugal easy. And for the 3 a.m. match, that one, that one is definitely the match to watch uh, between the French and the Germans. Yep. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with my gut for this one. I think German will, uh, win. Fra- Germany uh, will win. Will, yep. I believe Germany will win tonight. Uh, but it won't be easy. It won't be easy. It's a close it game. Easy. It won't be yeah. straightforward. Yep. But I believe Germany will have, uh, the quality. All right, I'm going to predict, uh, of, uh, yeah, I would say Portugal is going to win Hungary, but not by convincing us all. I feel that Hungary might pull a surprise by scoring one, but Portugal may have enough quality in the squad to finish the game. Um, for yeah. France and Germany, it's tough. Like what you said, it's a very close game. Could easily be a draw, could easily go either way. Um, but I'm going to say France is going to nick it in the second half. I feel that France might win. I'm not going to say the score, but I would say France might win for this. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, yeah. you are a French supporter, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do support France, but hey, we shall see about that when we come back together with Iron Nasri to... Well, like I mentioned to you earlier, this. you know, France have too many success stories this season. And remember, <laughs> Benzema and Giroud, they're not friends. They're not. The media painting them to yeah, be like but the not best necessarily they need Giroud and Benzema. They still have Griezmann. They still have Mbappe. Yeah, sure. They still have Usman sure. Dembele. They have quality around the attacking department. They're not relying over Giroud as we can see during the World Cup. He barely, he never even scored. Let alone Benzema, right. who is joining in. So expectation wise, I would say mostly is going to be on Mbappe. He's going to be the man to watch. Not Giroud, not Benzema, not about their beef and the Ferrari or F1 or whatever. Yeah. Mbappe is going to steal the show, I feel. Well, yeah, stealing the show is one thing, but the pressure is on him too. Definitely. I For mean, a young uh, player, it's a huge pressure to keep up since the World Cup uh, performance that he gave. Definitely is going to be yeah. hard. Yep, yep. But uh, I mean, end of the day, I really hope we get a pretty good game. Yep. I, yeah, let's hope that we all have a good treat to the game so with that being That's said right. we have come to the end of the episode 5 of Football Focus SG Podcast uh, firstly we'd like to say thank you guys for all the viewers that have watched like, share and subscribe to this yep, channel you. you know, we truly appreciate everything of course what we try to do here is just sharing our opinions, sharing our thoughts just have fun 
football banter, football every day, right? So of course, as That's always, right. uh, before uh, we wrap things up, I always try to give a question of the day, and that will be, which result is the most surprising so far? Which result has been the most surprising so far in the first game of Euros? Now, of course, yes, Group F have not been played. But when the Group F have been played, everyone can comment down below. But for now, I would say the most surprising result among all will be uh, pretty much Italy-Turkey. I did not expect a 3-0. I, I expect a close game, but I did not expect a 3-0. Scoreline may flatter, but Turkey should have done better with that. That's right. my... Question of the day answer. Well, what about you, Mr. JB? How do you think, what do you think is the biggest surprise result so far out of the, all the first match, excluding Group F? Well, I'm surprised the, the Spain-Sweden one. I think that Sweden, one... Uh, yeah, that's a surprise. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's right. I mean, especially Spain and all. But I think uh, if you're talking about surprise, surprise, I think Slovakia is a surprise, surprise one. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's all from Group E. Yeah, Group sure. E has the biggest surprise <laughs> Yep, that's right. I think I think this group will be the group to watch for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. With that being said, thank you guys again so much for watching this Football Focus SG podcast. Do follow us in Twitter and Instagram in the links below. Also, do check out uh, Hiro Nazir Anafi's channel. He has his own channel, G Football. Do check it out. Do uh, get his updates about his current projects and etc. Mr. JB, thank you so much again for joining. And thank you. hopefully, thank you for having me. Thank no, you. Hey, uh, hopefully, we can invite more guests. Hopefully, we can invite uh, more people. And of course, our regular analysis expert, Harinazi Hanafi, to come back. With that being said, thank you so much, guys. Hope you guys have a good day. Take care. Take care. Bye bye.